0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on vision.
1: There's a significant announcement that's been made that for many will raise a cheer as you contemplate the possibilities of what might be ahead here in Australia. For many years, business coach, author and commentator Wes Hone, the founder of the Kingdom Business Summits, has been training and coaching business owners to better understand how the kingdom works in the business world. He's run seminars and coaching programs and there's been a wonderful foundation of business people intentionally and purposefully running profitable businesses with an eye on the challenge of helping advance the Kingdom of God. And now that big announcement is this, the formation of the Kingdom Business Network. Wes Hone is joining us to unpack some of the latest developments. Wes Hone, a special welcome back to 2020.
2: It's great to be with you, Neil.
1: Uh, Wes, this is very, very exciting, and I know you think of this new development as something that's been like a missing piece, a national approach, uh, bringing the unity of entrepreneurs. Uh, give us your insights uh, into this wonderful announcement we're hearing.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I do believe that we do need to um, unite as as kingdom entrepreneurs, as Christians in business, um, for a few reasons, you know, I, I think I think it's very powerful when Christians get together and and like iron sharpens iron, hang out with each other and build each other up and, and edify themselves, and I think that's really really important. And you know, having spent you know quite a number of years in this space, there are still a lot of business people around this country who don't necessarily feel validated in their call to business. And so by bringing people together at a city level, then they get to, you know, get, they're around people that get them and know them and like them. Um, but then at the same time, by building a network, what it actually gives me is the collective. So we we can get city-based change, um, you know, at a chapter level. But when we combine the chapters across the country, we can actually get a national voice. Um, and, you know, it could even be the first time in modern history that we have a voice coming out of the, the Christian business world. And, and and that's a very strong voice in terms of shaping policy and, and shaping thought uh, because the commerce world underpins nearly everything we do.
1: Lots to unpack in those things you're saying, Wes. But let me come back to this idea of being validated as a Christian in business, Uh, because oftentimes, and we've had these sorts of conversations before, you're a Christian and you're in business and you're a part of a local church. And in some sense, you're not necessarily acknowledged in the wonderful ministry role that you have because you are a, a business operator and you are within the uh, the the uh, uh, the care of a local church. This idea of validation as a Christian in business, uh, take us a little deeper into that because I suspect there'll be those listening to us today thinking, you know what, I, I'm looking for something like this. Uh, give us your thoughts on being validated.
2: Yeah, so I believe that everything belongs to God, the whole world and everything in it. And so I don't see that there is a divide between the sacred and the secular. I believe that every call from God is equal. Um, and so when somebody chooses to run a business for God and run a business for the kingdom, then that is just as valuable as any other call. A call to politics, a call to you know, a, you know, vocational ministry, a call to run a church, they're just as important in my view. Um, and that hasn't always been the case, uh, you know, in the way a lot of stuff gets languaged around the faith. Um, you know, there has been a slight undercurrent where, well, one of two things, either, you know, the business world is dirty and and the faith don't really want to know about it, which is crazy because we should be where it is darkest. Um so, so that 's important to me that we that we first of all understand that the call is equal no matter which call you choose you know only four percent of Christians are called into vocational ministry like to work and get paid by the church the other ninety six are getting paid in the marketplace in some way um, yeah and then and then the second part is you know if we've we've generally across the faith the language has been that it 's a second rate call but the the business world does play a role because it funds the vision of the church. And I want to say, yes, it does fund the vision of a church, but surely the first place that a business is called to is the marketplace. That's the first place we should be validating people to go. And then, of course, when they do a good job in the marketplace and they build a business and they serve customers and they love on their team, the fruit of that is going to be that they're profitable. And then, of course, we want to bring those spoils back in to make our churches profitable or well-funded. But I just think one of the things that I feel like is a message on my heart is the call to business is first and foremost a call to the marketplace, and second, a call to the church. It doesn't mean we can't help them by being on the financial ministry, but we've got to validate that the call of business is a marketplace call, and when that's done incredibly well, then we run profitable businesses and we can take the profits and make sure that our pastors have well-funded visions.
1: Okay, let's get into some of the practical things that are happening because momentum is significant here. Uh, when we talk about how a kingdom business network might look, you have uh, begin you've begun to form what are what you're calling chapters uh, of kingdom focused businesses across the nation, and in just two months. Uh, 18 chapters have been launched. Uh, give us a little idea about just how things have significantly begun to take a real uh, surge forward in these past couple of months.
2: Yeah, so, um, I mean, the, the journey publicly has been uh, just nudging three months now, but the journey for me personally has obviously been a lot longer. It's started, uh, it started late last year, oh, about this time last year. Um, but, yes, we're sitting at 21 chapters, actually. So we've got 21 chapters running around the country. And that's, you know, that's that's it's amazing that we have been able to get that much traction uh, in such a short amount of time. And, um, and, and by the way, I don't see it at being 21. I see it at being 100 or something, you know, or more. You know, we've already got inquiry from, from, from New Zealand for multiple chapters. So I think it'll grow quite quickly. But... Um, uh, what, I, what I was hoping to give the people on the ground in the city, you know, so so take Mackay or Townsend or Cairns or, you know, Orange or Dubbo or Sydney where we have chapters, um, I, I want people on the ground to access three things. I want them to access, you know, basically meetings where they can get together with, you know, their band of brothers and sisters and so they can be in a room and, and you know, and learn and connect and, and network. I wanted them to be able to access um, really practical business training so we basically have a an online learning platform where people can learn 24-7 on business strategy. And then the third thing is I wanted to build a directory where the members are there so they can find members in other areas and do business and connect with each other uh, and build that kind of national connectivity. So that that's essentially what we've built there. And, yeah, so we've got members, you know, all across the country, we, we haven't actually got to the west yet. Um, we are we are we are working with some people over there to get one started. Um, but essentially, yeah, I mean, you know, hundreds of members, 21 chapters, all in a couple of months, and uh, and it's and it's it's picking up momentum by the day.
1: I know that over the past year or two, you've spent a lot of time out on the road uh, doing the hard yards. Uh, you've been speaking and meeting with groups and uh, getting people's excitement levels uh, to a point where this has now begun to really bear fruit uh, with the formation of these chapters. Uh, You have spent a lot of time uh, doing the the hard miles all around Australia, haven't you, Wes? Yes, so in
2: 2016, I packed my family up and we lived in a caravan for two and a half years uh, and uh, you know, and there's a whole bunch of challenges when you live in a caravan with three young children, homeschool, speaking, you know, even even just trying to iron a suit to put it on for a speaking gig is a is a, is a, a hassle. But yeah, we went around the country, and I guess that's where this started for me. You know, this this um this this Kingdom Business Network was starting to be birthed in me um, a while ago, and 12 months ago was when I went on a real journey with the Lord. start to build it and here's what happened i would do a speaking gig in in brisbane uh, on the caravan tour, and the host of that would say to me, I'm really hoping tonight becomes a catalyst for us meeting together in town. You know, And I'm thinking great idea, and then I would move on to the Sunshine Coast, and the host would say, I hope tonight is a catalyst for me, for us to meet together in this town. I'm like, great idea, you move on, Bundaberg, Townsville, and everywhere I'm going, the hosts are saying effectively the same thing. I'm really hoping tonight you, know, you coming and talking becomes a catalyst for us to get together more often. Now, I'm a little bit slow in the Lord, obviously, because it took me all the way to Cairns to realise the Lord was talking to me about setting up this infrastructure. And, um, and so, as the story goes, I drove from Cairns to Catherine across the top of Australia. There's not a lot to do in the outback, a lot of time to think. And, um, and then I was up in Arnhem Land doing some ministry late last year. And I was really felt like I was being, um, you know, the Lord was really impressing on something to the point where I was really frustrated. Um, And so just to give you the whole story, I walked out under a mango tree with my Bible and nothing and I threw it on the tree stump and I said, enough is enough. I'll do whatever you want and I'll pay any price. And that started the journey for me about the Kingdom Business Network. And from that day to today, that's one of the major projects that we've been working on, rallying these people together so that we can get city change and a national voice.
1: I know listeners will appreciate that this is a very, very significant initiative. Uh, When you talk about local chapters and 21 chapters already launched, uh, then you might sort of think of the idea of regional bodies, uh, potentially with, uh, you know, regional gatherings, uh, state divisions, Uh, Even then uh, the national conferences, national initiatives, national leadership here, uh, the potential for what is coming is very, very substantial and very significant, Wes. And so for people who are connecting with you now, they're really a part of a foundation, aren't they, Uh, for what we ought to expect is a wonderful initiative that's going to bear fruit over the years to come. Uh, what are your thoughts for people uh, making a move to actually connect with one of these chapters, or to start a chapter in their own town today? Yes,
2: yeah, so if we if we already have a chapter up and running, it, it's very simple. I mean, we have a there, there is a membership fee to join, but it's very very low. Um, and the only reason why I'm charging is because uh, when you know out of this, it'll become like a pseudo lobby group for me to go and lobby our policymakers. Um, and a, a paid for membership has a higher value to our policymakers than just signatures so that 's the reason why we 're charging a small fee to be part of it um, but if somebody doesn 't have one in their town then on the same you know on the same website the kingdom Business website, somebody can put their hand up to be an expression of interest as what we call presidents and uh, and then we 'll just check that it 's a good fit i mean it 's not a right fit for everybody you know we want to check that they do have capacity we don 't want to put a burden on somebody that they shouldn 't carry and all those sort of things so we you know, we, we do go through a bit of a process with people. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit about our internal process and how we walk that out. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I feel like my role in this is to, you know, build, build the infrastructure for the chapters to flourish, but ultimately to take the, the, you know, the national approach here and when we are big enough, um, go, and, go and seek an audience with our policymakers and say to them, you know, if, if you want that policy... Then all of my members and probably their, you know, staff and team and and, and family are probably going to vote against you. So actually using it as a constituency to be able to have a voice in the marketplace.
1: A powerful thing when you consider what it would be to have a collective voice for Christian business. I'll point people and I'll mention this website throughout the conversation today because uh, there is a real desire to see this momentum really kick in. Kingdombusiness.com.au. That's kingdombusiness.com.au. Where's Hone is our guest? This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you
0: make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: Wes Hone is our guest this hour and we're talking about the big announcement of the formation of the Kingdom Business Network, a collective of Christian business starting in chapters in local towns and communities and cities. And, of course, the potential there, well, you can let your imagination run wild and I hope you will let your imagination run wild as to the potential for what can happen with a Kingdom Business Network in Australia. And our talkback line's, 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today. Wes, let's take a call straight away. Let's hear from Mel in Brisbane. Hello, Mel. Welcome along.
3: Um, Good morning, gentlemen. I've got two points to make. Uh, One is um, we need to be careful not to um, reinvent the wheel or to replicate um, existing resources. Uh, Listeners may be aware that the uh, Christian Riverdex has been in circulation since 1978 and actually um, registers um, small business uh, owners, um, Christian uh, small business owners in that Christian Riverdex, which is published in hard copy as well as online. And my second point is that there is uh, a growing need for job clubs um, to help Christians uh, to get employment. And this is particularly so uh, with our youth, um, youth between the ages of um, 15 and 25, and also for mature age workers from the age of, of 45 upwards. There's many people in our community who are desperate for work and find that the existing secular structures are not helpful, are very discouraging, and there needs to be um, other ways to encourage job seekers to uh, get the skills and the techniques to get that step and get that job.
1: Mel, you're making some good points there. Let's get a response from Wes Hone. Wes, your thoughts for Mel? Yeah, the employment issue is really
2: real. Um, uh, I actually put a policy forward for the Queensland election back in 2016, to, um, for businesses not to have to pay payroll tax. So payroll tax is a very evil tax from a, from a business perspective. It, it doesn't help anybody. And so I suggested um, to the Liberal Party and some others, uh, and they went to the polls with this, that we we stop uh, payroll tax for employers on, um, on employing people uh, under 25 and over 50. To incentivize employers to employ people in those age groups because obviously, you know, I've seen my parents go through a stage where they have really struggled to find employment in their latter years. And, you know, there is a bit of a stigma with the millennials and the youth too with them. And so a lot of people are wanting to steer clear of those groups, which is, which is not smart because they both have an insane amount of value to the marketplace. So. That is a really real concern. I mean, obviously, my perspective, the more we can build big businesses, the more jobs they'll be created. And so it's a long-term play. But, uh, you know, profitable businesses is is the only um, sustainable solution to employment. So that's really where we've got to be looking
1: uh, Mel, you mentioned too a Christian refidex and uh, some listeners might not be very familiar with that. Uh, give us a little insight there because I know that Wes won't be wanting to reinvent the wheel and there may be some really good alignments that can happen uh, with various business operations that uh, come from a Christian foundation. Uh, this uh, Just give us a little uh, insight into that Christian refidex. Uh,
3: yes, so um, that was actually... Um Set up by Cor Fredericks and some other, um, leading, uh, business people, um, in Queensland. And, um, it's published annually by the Christian Resource Trust, um, here in Queensland. And it does have a dedicated website, which is www.referdex.com.au. Www.referdex, so there's contact details there. And it's a fabulous resource of um, businesses who have been screened, who have got Christian values, anywhere from um, accountants to um, tradespeople to uh, solicitors and, and and all sorts of businesses. Um, but it's a very trusted resource, and I know many of us have used it and have had um, and, and 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 have found you know um, some of these uh, businesses uh, to be very good.
1: Okay, Mel, uh, great to hear that, Refedex.com.au uh, Mel from Brisbane, thank you so much for your call. Uh, let me just ask you here, uh, Wes Hone, because uh, with a new organisation, uh, there's always this idea of, oh, is there a competition being created uh, when it comes to this idea of directories and things like that? But I suspect uh, you'd be wanting to be complementary to whatever other uh, resources might be available for Christian business people.
2: Yeah, definitely, um, and and at the same time, obedient to the call that I've been given, um, which is, you know, which is an interesting balance. Um, you know, w- what we have created here has just been, you know, what I've seen as a need, and uh, and so, you know, we, we match that need. Uh, I am I am somewhat familiar with the Refedex. I met a fellow, I think, that runs it. He was a great, like a really good guy that I met a few years ago. Um, And so if there is a way to collaborate, of course, um, it would be a delight to do that
1: and uh, I'll follow through too and we'll get uh, another segment together and we'll talk some more about those sorts of resources that are available for Christian business people Uh, Wes just touch on a few moments here because while we're talking about the Kingdom Business Network and uh, you mentioned that this is something that you've been working on for years although there's some clarity that's come just late last year but uh, you've been behind these Kingdom Business Summits that we've been talking about on 20 and that no doubt many a listener has been along to and they've been a wonderful uh, stepping stone to uh, getting these things uh, uh, even more formalised for the network. Uh, Take us back to just a little uh, insight into what's happened with those Kingdom Business Summits over the years.
2: Yes, the first one was held in 2012. Um, I felt the Lord say to me, and Kimberly, my wife, felt the same thing that year, that the Lord wanted us to hold a seminar for Christian business people and so um in august of 2012 um i hired a little room on the gold coast and uh for two days and then i basically called 28 business people that i knew who were christian and i said to them hey listen you know you know come to this room on this day and i'm going to invest in you for two days you you can't buy a ticket i just want to you know train you and uh And so they came and the only reason why I can remember that it was 28 was because, you know, we didn't put out a website and we didn't put out a brochure or a flyer. My thinking at the time was if this, if this was terrible, I wanted no evidence that it ever took place. So I kept it on the down low for a while. Um, but at the end of that event, uh, you know, the feedback was great. And so that was 28 people in the first year. So we've run it every year since and. And it's grown. The next year we had 96. The next year we had 198. Then it grew to 450, 990, 1500, 2200, and the numbers just keep growing. And now we're running them in uh, in in Gold Coast, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth. And so yes, and now they're March. So in March every year, that that month is blocked out of my diary, and we just go around the country. We do. We have a worship band the plays. Uh, we have preaching. We have um teaching of course we have a time of ministry it's it's become it's become quite a big thing in the recent
1: years and they've become the forerunner to the kingdom business network and a wonderful forerunner they might be because uh, literally there are as you're describing thousands of christian businesses who've had access to those uh, kingdom business summits and they are going to be largely the foundation for the kingdom business network is that the way you see it Yes,
2: yeah, I think it'll go both ways. I think people will uh find the network and then be excited about the summit and find the summit and be excited about the network. Um, and remember, like, the, the, you know, the two the two things that we're talking about here, the summit and the network, they're not, you know, they're not profit centres for us. This is our assignment. We, we fund all of those, uh, you know, we make money in the marketplace to be able to come and put these things on. And so, um, yeah, so it's a real delight, actually, to be rallying, you know. I don't know how many people have come through the summit over the years, but it would be something like, Probably six and a half to seven thousand over those years who have come through and we've been able to train and, and invest in.
1: And, of course, not everybody has been in close proximity to a Kingdom Business Summit because while those are held in capital cities typically, the idea of a Kingdom Business Network and a chapter that might be in your town, uh, you can be talking about big capital cities to smaller regional cities to regional towns and even into outback communities. The possibilities there are quite incredible, Wes.
2: Yeah, so I mean, you know, like Orange, New South Wales, you know, there have been a handful of people that have got together there in recent years and now they've got a bit more, you know, formalized structure and access to real training, you know, and, and, you know, let me think about just a couple more, you know, Dubbo. And, you know, at this stage, you know, that's a really small nucleus of a group, which is really powerful. You know, they, they already had a, a bit of a meeting happening in Dubbo, but now... Uh,
1: Wes, again, I'll cut structure. in here because we're about to go to news. Uh, Wes, before we move on in our conversation, let's take another call. Robin is on the line. Hi, Robin. Welcome.
4: Yes, hello. Um, yes, I'm interested. And even the other day when you talked about business, um, I'm trying to set up a business. I'm not... Not very business minded and it fr- frightens me but i 'm just i 'm um, an artist as well and um, so i 'm just putting work into it as much as I can as a, an art gallery come come airbnb come a uh, tourist exhibit um, so i 'm putting a lot of work into that but i 've been encouraged lately because the the government the Australian government is putting money into certain places around Australia, twenty actually twenty places. And Mount Morgan just happens to be one of them. And so I got a visit from their representative um, a week or so ago. And he was just so good, so very encouraging. And he spent two hours with me with talking over um, my ideas and um, what I've got there. And, you know, he knows that there's quite a lot of challenges and, and whatever. And the other thing is um, I'm really wanting to get my friend over from Pakistan um You know, she's a Christian obviously and uh, she's artistic and we're both both English teachers um, so, um, you know, it's just almost impossible trying to get her out here. It's money and...
1: Uh, Robin, all sorts of challenges there but uh, let's pick up on uh, this business aspect. There are going to be provisions that government make to incentivize the formation of business. And you mentioned that there's particular centres around the nation that the government does have a focus on. Uh, this sort of thing, uh, there is conditions here, uh, Wes, where we have government that's interested in uh, sowing into business and making business, in a sense, uh, viable. But, of course, kingdom business, uh, this also involves an ethical dimension to all of this. But what are your thoughts for Robin and the sorts of things she's sharing?
2: yeah i think it's great and i would take every bit of help i could possibly get from every source because business is tough and it's hard and it, it you know and it takes it takes all of that and um you know any kind of coaching mentoring advice you know that, you know that, that bible tells us that there's a wisdom in a multitude of counselors and so i would be taking all of that and then i think we have an obligation to put it through a filter because we don't operate the way the world does. So there is certainly wisdom in worldly business. There's certainly wisdom, but we can't just replicate what they know. Otherwise, we just create the same problem. More poor people, more division, and so forth. So we have to be able to take wisdom and then put it through the lens of the kingdom. Um, and whereas the worldly system is produce profit at any cost, you know, the kingdom is, we're about being our brother's keeper, and, you know, we have an obligation to use our business to advance the kingdom of God. And so we just have to learn how to be able to take the wisdom of of what they're teaching, and, um, and maybe not the packaging, and be able to put that through our own lenses and then put it to good use.
1: Hey, Robin, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, we are talking about the Kingdom Business Network. And in the past two months, 21 chapters established in various centres around the nation. Uh, let's talk about what a meeting might look like for one of these uh kingdom business network chapters uh what have you seen or what have what sort of guidelines have you got in place here wes that people might be able to understand what happens in one of these chapter meetings
2: yeah great and so they're they're very structured uh and we do that for a reason because it's easier to replicate and it means that somebody could go from Dub to orange and 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 be familiar um they're like a they're like a 90 minute meeting and there's 10 meetings in a year. We kind of figure nobody really wants to go to a meeting in December or January because it's the wrong time of year. So we're encouraging our chapters at that point to do a bit more of a social gathering. Grab the family out, go to the park, do a barbecue, get to know each other pretty well. So 10 meetings a year, 90 minutes, um, and then structured. So the first 20 minutes is actually open networking, bit of food, bit of you know something to drink um you know some, some tea coffee that sort of thing and then uh, and that's where people can you know build those relationships and and pass the business to each other and and, and that sort of open area you know then we move into a time of calling the meeting to order and there is testimony every month where so one of the members actually stands up this is what god is doing in my business this month which is very encouraging and then you know we there'll typically be uh 30 minutes of training. So that is. Uh, typically, training on a screen, sometimes it's a local speaker, mostly it's uh, training that we've provided so that it's really practical. Um, and then the real kicker, though, is the facilitation and the implementation. So at the end of every bit of training, there's actually time to digest so that each member can say, how, what am I doing with what I just learned, how does this play out in my world starting tomorrow? So it's really action-based. Uh, And then there's a time for prayer too in every meeting. So that's kind of like the agenda and the structure of how each meeting goes.
1: A lot of people would be familiar with uh, you know local chambers of commerce and those sorts of bodies where business people typically are attracted because they're interested in uh, local state national uh, legislation and uh, and even having a voice into uh, the sorts of issues that business is confronted with uh, this is the sort of thing that uh, sounds a little bit similar to that idea but of course here we're talking about this different Ethic, a biblical christian ethic applied in business and in order to do that you've got to have some level of specialization in that and no doubt there'll be people coming out of the woodwork who've got this idea about christianity in the marketplace and those are the sorts of people who are going to make great contributions into these sorts of chapters Wes,
2: yeah definitely and and the thing is we don't want people to leave the chamber of commerce to come and join the kingdom business network because we don't want to hive ourselves away into a Christian bubble. We, we would like people to do both um, so that, you know, so that in, in the in the kingdom business networks, you know, we can be together and, and build each other up and, and learn strategies, but so that we can take them out into the business world and go and have that influence. So yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are part of these, um, you know, these kind of like non-kingdom networks. And they're, by the way, they're great. I've I've done, Many of them for most of my business life, but but it's very easy to kind of get taken down a path when the only place you're getting your source is somebody that doesn't know Jesus, and so but we're trying to counterbalance that, I guess, by you know offering this kingdom alternative.
1: Interestingly, no doubt people listening to our conversation today are going to be at different points on a spectrum and uh, for some who would be hearing us talking about a kingdom business network and uh, the idea that a Christian business might run with a, a different set of ethics, a biblical Christian foundation to business and that that might actually be a catalyst for great success. Uh, there are others who are going to be shocked, They're going to be those who are shocked by even hearing that there's something different different about the way christian business ought to run some who are sort of dipping their toes in the water and they thought yeah you know this there's something to this but i need to be a little more convinced and then you've got others who are gung-ho uh, into it uh, fully immersed in the idea that their business is a business run before god i imagine that that latter one is where you'd want people to be at but you're going to be dealing with people who are right at the beginning and sometimes even shocked to think that business uh, runs differently under a christian ethic what are your thoughts for the people across the spectrum here wes
2: yeah and i and i think you know obviously we've we've had that experience since 2012 and so i guess we started this journey we've met people that are you know super cautious we've met people that have put their toe in the water, as you say and then people that are full on and they usually make their way through that progression actually over time um i mean the thing i would say is that's why we've put things like testimony in there because I want people to, be able to speak out of experience at a city level so that somebody in Townsville can say I did this and God did this to people at Townsville, for example, you know, because it's it's powerful when it's local. Um, they, they're going to have to kind of it's one of those things they're going to have to kind of, uh, you know, go and get amongst it to be able to see what happens. You know you, you can't understand a country unless you go, so this is about you, you've got to try kingdom business, whether that be you know go and read some of the books and give it a go or whether that be attend something like a summit or a network you, You've got to go and get a taste and see and then then that will draw you forward to be able to want to be part
1: of this. Okay, let's talk about what sort of vision you've been casting around the nation. You mentioned that you're on the road for really two and a half years and meeting with people not just in the big cities but in country towns. So you've got local towns, these are really very much a part of where your passion and your heart is, Wes. Give us a little insight into what your thoughts are for what can happen in local towns given the the Kingdom Business Network.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, when I read the gospel, I do read about city-based transformation. I read about, you know, cities and towns that were turned upside down when the gospel turned up. And so I do think there's there's something very, very powerful. You know, it's great to be called to the nations, um, but if we get called to the nations and we forget our towns, then I don't think it's going to work. So I do, I do feel there's a real strong sense that we need to be, you know, looking at where, we, you know, if God's called us to live in Townsville or Mackay or Dubbo or Esperance, probably for a reason. And so we need to be a resource and we need to love our city and and, and be the salt and light wherever we are at the time. And I think that's what the network uh, helps people facilitate to do. You know, my grand vision for each of the chapters um, is that at a city level, you know, when we – I want them to be that city on a hill. I want the city to be able to look to this group of business people who call themselves Christian – and that group of Christian business people actually look to the city and say, what can we do to help you? What, what, how do we be a resource to our city or our town? And so my goal over time is to have these chapters linking arms with the other stakeholders in the city. I want to bring our prophets and our prophetic voices into the chapter so that they can hear what God's God say for that city. I want to bring our pastors to be able to link arms with our business people because that symbiotic relationship is so powerful, and I want our councillors and our local MPs to also be linked to these chapters because we can say to them, "Hey, what do you need in this town? Let us actually do what we've been speaking about on our own every Sunday for the first time." And I think it's going to be really powerful, and you know, linking arms with churches and you know, having you know, building businesses funding churches, churches being a resource to the city. I think we can change the dialogue in a city and change the perception in a city if we can um, validate and raise up the entrepreneurs
1: and we know that issues like integrity and trust and treatment of staff are, are, are uh, those sorts of you know recipes for success in business too uh, there'd be a sense in which there'd be Christian business owners listening to our conversation today saying you know my business operates at a different level of integrity than uh, what you might compare to some who are working with a non-Christian ethic or the trust that 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 I've built in my business over many years is what is actually causing those customers to come back to me and my business is flourishing and I get my trust ethic from uh, my Christian uh, ideas, my Christian beliefs. There's a certain sense in which those businesses that are operating and doing okay uh, as Christian businesses and doing all of those good things, there's a powerful statement to be made here, Wes, and this, the idea of alignment with a Christian network uh, so that there can be a an image in a town or in a community that there are Christian businesses that do function at a different level. What are your thoughts for this idea of an alignment and the powerful statement it makes?
2: yeah i think you know I think things like integrity i, I think I think they they should be a, an absolute given um, and so you know i i don't think you could be in our little world or when I say ours, i mean the networking area. And not want to raise your standards because it's going to draw the collective up. You know the tide is going to rise for everybody because they're going to bounce off each other. And you know we're, where we're all getting a little things wrong. There'll be a little bit of conviction, and, and so we will all get better as we go. That that is going to change the perception because you know um, we we do have a perception generally across the faith of being a little bit hypocritical, and so we will be able to combat that vernacular by saying. However, you know what do you need in town, and it could be as small as a councillor says we have a disabled child that needs a wheelchair and no one can buy it, and the group say let's get and get this done. It could be something really small, or it could be hey, what do you guys need? You know, and the collective of the group could probably solve some of the some of the big problems for a town or for a city or for an
1: area. Uh, a very, very powerful voice into a local town, a local community. Now, let me ask you about big picture things here, Wes, because uh, while you start small, and we've been talking about 21 chapters have formed in just two months, and undoubtedly there'll be people who will contact you today and they'll be wanting to find out how they can be a part of or even form a chapter in their local town or community. But let's talk about some big picture things because there's a national strategy that you have in mind as well and and, uh, no doubt that's still coming together and you've got to start uh, with getting those chapters working locally before you can really dream big about national strategies but the idea of lobby groups and uh, advisors to uh, ministers uh, to agitating our policy makers give us a little insight into what you dream about when a national strategy for the Kingdom Business Network.
2: Yeah, and it is a dream, you know. Uh, I, I don't want to pretend to have it nailed. Uh, it's unfolding every day. Um, but the things that the Lord has given me a taste for, you know, I kind of feel like I've been groomed for this uh, after all these years. Uh, I feel like um, He's worked on me enough that I can I can stand toe to toe with our policymakers and have the hard conversations about the stuff that doesn't doesn't work, um, especially commercial. You know, the the whole commercial system that we have in Australia and beyond. Uh, is just a model where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and it's unsustainable, even at the rate that we have today. And so we need better policy around these areas. And so, yeah, I, I see myself um, using the constituency of the network as a lobby group and, and being invited, actually, to be able to go and be a voice and to bring reason uh, and to actually speak on behalf of, of the people on the ground floor that are doing it. You know, the red tape that we have to go through as small to medium business owners is ridiculous. And it all it does is, is stop us prospering and the country prospering and paying people and, and employing. And so from the ground, we will be able to put a voice together to be able to get rid of things like that um, and, uh, and you know, speak, speak into you know, wages and, and, and entitlements and those sort of things to make it incredibly fair for everybody. Um, you know, not speaking from the left or the right, just speaking from the ground floor. And uh, and I feel somewhat ready to be able to go and do that and that will only
1: grow over time. Uh, interested in your uh, saying there, not speaking from the left or the right. And uh, if we were talking about what some people might be thinking uh, is a, a significant question here about political alignment, for the uh, for the network, and uh, what you're saying is here is that uh, not speaking from the left or the right, but taking a Christian position on all of those things, which would be a biblical foundation, which uh, you know brings Christ back into the centre of what might be the way that uh, formation of uh, policy ideals and things like that that you might be agitating for. Give us a little idea here, because you might put some people's uh, hearts and minds at at uh, at ease uh, by talking about how you would see. Uh, the way that uh, even political uh, ideologies might try and hijack uh, a Christian network like this. Uh, your thoughts, Wes?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go left or right. I mean, obviously, I have my own opinion, but if I do that, then the whole thing will become politicised by everybody under the sun, and that will mean it goes nowhere. I mean, if you look at if you look at everybody that's been politicised or speaking at the moment, all they're doing is telling the world how bad it is and not actually offering any kind of solutions. And so that doesn't work. Um, and remember, God doesn't want left or right. Jesus there wasn't left or right. You know, he was part socialist, part capitalist, and you know you you, you could you couldn't really pinpoint him. Um, my view is kingdom governance is very different to left or right policy, and and I'm even not that super interested in being part of that. That's why it's powerful when it comes from. Um, you know, we 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 won't take government money, and it's all funded internally because we don't have to bow to anybody. We can just. All I really want to achieve is how do we how do we take the learnings and the lessons from the people in our network and 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 collectively put them to be able to help everybody prosper and create an economy where everybody wins. You know, like, I, I'm not interested in whether that's socialist or capitalist or a mix of the two because they're just words used to divide people. I just want the
1: outcome. Okay, let's talk too about some of the resources that you have been developing now over many years and undoubtedly they'll become part of a platform that you'll be able to introduce people to you have uh, what is a 24 7 e-learning platform that uh, that those who are joining the network will have access to uh, give us a little idea about you know if you're struggling along in business you're a christian you want to apply some great christian ethics and principles into your business uh, this sounds like a, a great place to start uh, give us an idea about your e-learning platform
2: yes yeah, so I mean, we've been putting out content obviously for a long long time you know Training to our clients and, and webinars and live trainings and stuff like that. So we've basically chopped those up into categories, uh, and then inside the membership area, then somebody can you know click on marketing and see a whole bunch of marketing uh, training, and then sales and, and team and, and mindset and wealth and financials and things like that. So we've loaded a whole bunch of training into there, uh, and then somebody can just learn at their own leisure. You know, as long as they've got connection to the internet, then day or night. They can start watching and training and and then, you know, go and execute on what they learn and their business will be on.
1: Okay. Now, if there is not a chapter near you yet, as I understand it, you can add your name to a waiting list. And uh, you'll be notified when a chapter opens. And uh, there'd be an awful lot of towns and centres. I tell you, uh, 719 cities, towns, and communities around Australia have uh, the opportunity to hear this conversation today. So there's an awful lot of towns uh, with an awful lot of chapters just waiting to happen. Uh, if you are feeling like you are the one who would be the uh, you know the point person, the person to form a chapter, as I think you said earlier, you'd become the uh, the initial president of that chapter. Uh, how do you make this link today, Wes? What do you want people to do with the things that we've been sharing over this past hour to link with this uh, Kingdom Business Network? Uh, what would you like people to do right now?
2: Yeah, great. So if they go to kingdombusiness.com.au, kingdombusiness.com.au, there is a button at the top of the screen that says find a chapter, um, and then they can see the chapters around the country that exist. Um, but there's also a button there that says if you know can't find the town uh, chapter near you, uh, and then it's basically an expression of interest, takes them to a form where they can read up a bit about the expectations of a president. Uh, and then if they like it and they want to just you know discuss it further, then they just basically fill in a, a bit of a questionnaire that comes through to us. And then Craig from my team will jump on the phone, and have a quick conversation to check that it's a good fit. And then from there, we will help them get started if it's uh, if it's a good fit, and you know if if we feel like, you know, we can help them do a good job.
1: Okay, so it's an easy process. And Wes, before I let you go, I want to just draw attention to a book that you released, it must be about eight years ago. Uh, the book called "Supernatural Business: Twelve Practical Strategies." for bigger profits and greater influence. And uh, no doubt that's a book that's still available through your website, and we'll point people to that website to connect today with the Kingdom Business Network, kingdombusiness.com.au. That's Kingdom Business. Dot com dot au Wes Hone, who was the founder of the Kingdom Business Summits and a, a big development that's happening in just this past 2 months. Now 21 chapters formed of the Kingdom Business Network and no doubt that momentum will continue. Uh, Wes Hone, wonderful getting your insights. I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share those with listeners today on 2020.
2: It's a delight to be
0: with you Neil.